0: If you sort yourself out, you can do anything. And it's that get visible. It's seeing yourself, letting that real you be seen by you, acknowledging it's there, acknowledging it matters, acknowledging it exists, and then telling people the things you're good at. Because when you do that and then you're strategic about it, you can do
1: anything. What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable, honest, and courageous in all that you do? It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson, and this is the When We Are Brave podcast. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I'm so excited for you to be tuning in with me on the show today. Before we get into today's episode, I just thought that I would fill you in on a few bits and bobs that I've been up to lately. So I've had the absolute pleasure of being on a variety of different other podcasts, which would be great if you wanted to tune in. These podcasts are so inspirational as well, with so many different stories and tools and things to help us all live an amazing, normal, extraordinary life. Some of them include The Real Goddess Revolution, which is a show with the gorgeous Joanne Murphy, and that was based in the UK. I also had the pleasure of joining the gorgeous Wendy Burton on the I Used to Be a Therapist podcast, which is also a fantastic podcast, so make sure you tune into that one too. Then there was the uh, ANBRW, which was with Jacqueline, and that was also based out of California in the USA, and... I love doing all of these podcasts. It was wonderful to connect and make friends across the globe. And I just think how incredible the power of podcasting is that we can all share our message and tune in and check out how we can come together and live our best and bravest life. So make sure you check out these other podcasts. It's a really wonderful way to help us all learn and to grow. In today's episode, I am absolutely thrilled to introduce to you an amazing amazing woman now we met through social media and our stories were somewhat aligned and i felt this incredible calling to connect with her anna parker naples is a british number 1 best selling author she's a host of a top ranking podcast called entrepreneurs get visible so make sure you check that one out too that's fantastic She's an award-winning business coach and she's a speaker. She helps ambitious entrepreneurs and creatives to stand out as an authority in their field. Anna has a background as a multi-award-winning audio producer and voice actor, including being recognised on the red carpets in Hollywood, and she now shares her knowledge... To help others spread their message far and wide through confidence and know how on how to get visible. She is founder of the podcast membership and uses her audio knowledge to help experts reach the masses with their message. Anna's story is one from a place of darkness that then turns into an incredible ray of light and it is with my absolute pleasure that I introduce you to her today. I hope that with her story and her enthusiasm and her zest for life, you will feel ready and inspired to get visible and tune in to who you really are. Anna, welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show today. I'm really excited to be here and I think as we talk today,
0: uh, we're going to be sharing just how much synergy there is between what I've been through, what I've written about and your experiences. So really excited. Thank you for having
1: me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to this all week. So I'm sure everyone out there, you're going to absolutely love Anna's story. It is truly inspirational. So for those of you out there who don't know anything about Anna, do you want to just give us um, some of your background story and tell us? about who you are what you do and how you came to be where you are today
0: it's such a big story i always find it really hard where do i start <laughs> start at the beginning <laughs> at the beginning i'm going to start at the end and come back I'll do okay. a little circle so so right now i i am someone who helps people who know that they're supposed to be doing more to be seen to be heard and to be remembered and i do that through two main ways at the moment one is a lot of NLP work and my book Get Visible and my podcast Entrepreneurs Get Visible helping people one first admit that they want to do something bigger and get over the fear the shame be brave and then the strategic stuff how do you go from nowhere and nothing and unknown and invisible to becoming known in your field as an expert as a motivational leader as a thought leader how do you do that what's the process and the, uh, the another part of that, which I'll talk about in a moment, is that I help people as part of that to launch and grow and monetize effective podcasts. And a part of that journey has, is because, uh, here we go, this is the deep stuff now. The reason I help people to do that is because it helps them get their message out there. And... I felt very small and invisible and overlooked and limited 10 years ago uh, to the point that my current world looked very, very dark. And I was told 10 years ago to expect that I would never walk again as a result of a complication in my third pregnancy. And before I'd had children, I'd been a stage actor, so I'd sort of thought, I'll pop this baby out, it'll all be simple, and then as soon as he's at preschool, I'll be nipping back onto stage, because that always felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing, that that was a way that I could be recognised, seen, and that 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 getting my voice out there was really important. And I, it's really interesting now thinking about what I do and what I help other people to do. But th- those breadcrumbs, if you like, were always there, but I always wanted to do, I always wanted to do stage and something that was very wordy. So I did a lot of Shakespeare and serious theatre, not frivolous, serious, <laughs> and never wanted to be on screen. And that's interesting because even as an actor, I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be captured. I didn't want people to be able to play me back because deep down, there was a fear that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't look right, that I'd be judged. And as a result of feeling as low and depressed as I possibly could, I literally, I wasn't getting out of bed because it hurt too much. I was in agony. And I wasn't washing. I was avoiding drinking so that I didn't have to go to the toilet and I couldn't wash myself. And as a result of that, I went and saw a a hypnotherapist because I just needed to cope. And I knew that I couldn't, it wasn't fair to my children for me to be as dark as I was. I had no inkling that life would change but I knew that I had to manage myself better. And that one session, we just talked. I didn't, wasn't put into formal trance or anything like that. And I didn't know at the time. But what we did was NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which effectively, it gets you to examine your thoughts, your words, your language, the things you say, the things you hold back on saying, what aren't you saying, what aren't you doing in your life that you really want, what sits behind all of the things you're not actioning. And as a result of that, I felt that my world shifted and I went home and I said to my parents and my husband, I'm not going to talk negatively about where I am. We all know I'm in pain. We all know my life is rubbish right now. Because you're in a wheelchair yeah. at this point, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't do anything. And I'd been told also not to not to cuddle the children because my mm. my pelvis was so fragile and I had a four-year-old a two-year-old, just two-year-old, and a newborn, and I, you know, I, I'd chosen to be a stay-at-home mom, and then pe- I was being advised put the children in nursery because you can't cope, and it was it was really tough. Mm. But there are worse things that could happen, right? There are worse things that could happen, and um, as a result of that phone of changing the language at home. And having, I don't know, some something explode in my head that there might be some possibility. What if the doctor was wrong that I'll never walk again? What if the doctor is right, you can never walk again, but this is the best thing that's ever happened to you because it's going to make you see new possibilities? That was uncomfortable. Yeah. That was a really uncomfortable thought. But I was actually being, um, I was being treated for physio at um, Stoke Mandeville Hospital, which is at, which is actually the home of the Paralympics. So people in much worse situations than me that were paralyzed pretty much from the neck down were going on and doing amazing things. So mm. why did I think when I still had a lot of mobility that my life was over? So it really challenged me. But what came out of that was that within 3 weeks I was able to get myself up to use a Zimmer frame. Amazing. And it was a long a long journey from there, but when that in my mind had been an impossibility before it's it just was that it gave me new confidence so there's something in this about how we talk to ourselves and what we say and so it then got me thinking well I've been saying all this time I want to be a stage actress but I can't make any money doing it so really at the back of my mind I'm thinking why do I want to do that if I think I can't have money why if I want to be a stage actress I believed I'd have to leave my children Okay, so I don't actually want to do that. So all the things I was saying I wanted, I had big compelling reasons as to why I didn't want it at the same time. So as a result of that call, and then getting back on the on my feet, although not really walking yet, I started to see possibility. Well, what if, what's important to me about voice? What's important to me about performing? And for me, it was about worldwide recognition. And I realized through just some serendipitous moments, actually, that I could work as a voiceover artist from home and because the technology had changed. And again, if it had not been for a serendipitous moment, I wouldn't have had that penny drop in my mind, even though I'd worked in voiceover at the beginning of my acting career. But I had no idea you could do it from home. And so I threw myself into that because I realized that I could still be at home. I could earn money internationally, good money internationally, rather than looking for a chance to be on stage in London where I'd be paid a pittance and never be home. And I could do work that I really loved. So I started off in voiceover, doing commercials. And then once I was properly on my feet and fully recovered, I was like, well, why am I still playing small? Like, I don't actually want to do commercials. I want to use my voice and tell story. So I really focused on audio dramas and audiobooks and um, vid- like video games but I I'd focused on it so heavily but particularly for an American market because there was more money than working in the UK and to cut a very long story short I ended up winning many awards and being a finalist in Hollywood seven times Amazing! and it was that moment it's just insane so it was that moment and that to put that in context that was six years later I was on the red carpets in Hollywood walking wearing a pair of heels having won or been a finalist for just about every award that mattered in that industry and it was just as I was completing my master NLP practitioner training which I did for my own personal growth never because I thought I was going to spread the message on this and I stood there and as the photographers took the photographs I just knew that I had to stop telling other people's stories and tell my own. And, and now, working out, as I came into, I didn't know I was coming into a coaching space. I didn't know I was coming into an online space. I knew that I wanted to reach people, to tell them, if you sort yourself out, you can do anything. And it's that get visible. It's seeing yourself. Letting that real you be seen by you, acknowledging it's there, acknowledging it matters, acknowledging it exists, and then telling people the things you're good at. Because when you do that, and then you're strategic about it, you can do anything. And the, the beautiful moment is that I thought I was leaving all of the audio world behind, literally that the door had closed and I was now this, I was a motivational speaker, author, whatever, even though I'd not done it yet, that's what I was. But what I came to realize in the entrepreneurial space is that people don't know how to get their message out there. And podcasting is so powerful if you get it right. And so now I see my work as that way to help people switch the lights on and to, to, get, to help leaders get their message out there, to amplify that message so we can bring more people up the mountainside and, and live a much better life.
1: Yeah so amazing a
0: big story it <laughs> is
1: a big story and it's just amazing isn't it how our minds you know when we have that negative self-talk that it really does have such a powerful impact on us and I know that I've experienced that as well in my own journey and now having the opportunity to empower people to be their authentic selves and live their best and bravest life is so rewarding not only for me but for everybody else out there who's really listening and tuning in and actually connecting to that message it's so empowering for me and for everyone else. So what does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life when you have overcome obstacles after obstacle and challenges and moving forward and helping other people and empowering not only yourself but such an incredible audience across the globe? What does that mean to you to live your best and bravest life?
0: It means showing up and leading. And I never thought of myself as a leader before before any of my Nlp work and never would have, I never would have seen myself in that way because in my acting career it was all about ego, and it was all about me. I want to be seen, I want to push to be seen, I want to push to to prove to get that feedback back whereas now i th- I think through doing a lot of really deep mindset work there w- there was literally a switch for me that what I really want to do, how I really want to show up in the world is to motivate in, inspire and awaken, like switch people on. And it means that even when my personal life gets tough, because no matter how much mindset work we do, we're human and we have wobbles and, and things. And no matter how much you think you straightened yourself out with the mindset stuff, something happens and you have to go, oh, I'm wallowing in this. What's this all about? it's showing up regardless of that and that isn't always easy and that does take bravery Yeah, um, it does and and deciding that you know in the foundations of everything I've built for my business it's still challenging to to decide I'm leaving what I was doing behind and I'm now going to stand for this. That takes incredible bravery when everyone around you, and I'm sure many of you out there have nuggets of dreams or ambitions, or maybe you've got the embryo of a business, or maybe you're somewhere along the business line that people around you think you're a bit nuts and they're a bit, Oh, really? Do you think that's going to work? Well, you know what? If you don't, if you don't follow that, like that passion, that, inspiration that feeling that you're supposed to do it where are you going to be in 10 years time because sometimes you have to get started and fail i don't even like the word fail but everyone understands that concept get started and do it imperfectly so if i hadn't three and a bit years ago said i don't know what it looks like i don't know what i'm doing but i have to let people know this and I'm doing. I am now. All my energy, all my focus, is going in this direction. And my husband—I remember my husband—and he—he'll support me in most things. But even he was like, "Really, you're leaving behind all of the money and the income that you're bringing in? Are you, really?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. It feels right. It just feels—I can't even describe it." But I got so many things wrong in that first eighteen months about my messaging. But it wasn't wrong because if I hadn't started. There is no way now that I'd have a number one international podcast and be a number one best selling author. There is no way. But I had to start. And that's the brave thing. Starting when everyone around you thinks you're a little bit crazy and doesn't get it and you don't have the support network, you don't have the connections, but knowing you're going to do it anyway and trusting yourself, I think that takes real bravery.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And it's really hard sometimes, isn't it, within your own Small, like within your own family or your circle of friends if you're doing something that's quite different to what everyone else is doing it can be quite intimidating or you might be quite worried about what's everyone going to think and I think a lot of people we've talked to before and when we are brave about imposter syndrome but it's a bit more than that sometimes too because we quite often really care about the people that we care about what they think we really genuine I know I probably care more about what my family thinks and what my close friends think than what a broader audience thinks. And I think that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that and to start, to start a podcast, start a podcast. I remember when I actually decided I was going to start the podcast, I was in the shower. I have moments of inspiration in the shower often and I desperately wanted to get onto a particular podcast and it hadn't happened. And I went, well, bugger this. I'm just going to start my own podcast. Yes! And it was the same sort of turning on that switch that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of fear that we go through with that. So, do you have any tips or tools on how we can not fight back the fear, but move through the fear, overcome the fear, to then take that brave leap and turn on that switch and live our dream?
0: See, my my training in terms of mindset is in NLP and timeline therapy, and I tried very hard in my book, Get Visible, to to allow people. A, 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 To allow people an opportunity to do an exercise without a practitioner present. And for me, it's about going back. When you think about the thing that you're scared of doing, who is it you're scared of being rejected by? And where did that come from? What are the words and the, the voice that you're hearing? And I talk about very often it's a historic monster in our mind. So this could be a teacher that was cruel at school it could be your mother or your father who love you and you love them but you know those relationships are not straightforward and it could be that they've said something when you were growing up that you took to mean that you shouldn't behave in a particular way it could be an old school friend or a friend in your formative years at university or wherever stop and think like that voice in my head that's telling me, don't be stupid, I can't do it, or whatever cruel and nasty thing they are saying in your head. Well, that's actually, one, it's not really them. It's you. It's your subconscious protecting you. And that protection mechanism has done really well for you for a very long time. But when you actually go into, what do they look like? What are they doing? Knowing it's part of my subconscious, what's the message that that part of me wants me to hear? What is that and does that still serve me? And then what's, what's the other side of this? What's the other part of me, the part that, f- that feels as though this is right, the part of me that wants to expand and grow? What's the message there? And actually very often the message when you really go deep on the language behind each thing you're saying, very often it's the same highest purpose. And um, I, I advise people to journal a lot, but journal, journal free flow but with intent so that you are deliberately picking up all those times you say something negative about yourself, about your abilities, all those times that you are really aware of how someone else has judged you, pick it out. Because if you, would, if you examine in your mind and on paper what those particular moments and those, those historic monsters mean to you, actually you can get beneath. Why, why did it hurt that they said that particular thing? And what decision did I make at age 7, 12, 18 as a result of that particular thing? So one of the examples that I talk about a lot in my book is that I was, I was attacked by a gang of 20 girls when I was,
1: 15, uh, I was 16. When I was reading and, your book, I was actually sobbing during that. I was just, I just could not believe that that would have actually happened. And it happened through a friend. connection Yeah, it was, was organised by
0: one of my best friends and her boyfriend. And and, um, and through my NLP work, I didn't know that this was conscious, I wasn't conscious that this was something that constantly held me back. But I would often talk about if someone criticized me in later adult life, I would feel attacked. And I would use that. I would use, you know, words like it's a smack in the face. Because... Yeah that traumatic event and now I understand so much more about how the brain works, that traumatic event, I had not dealt with it at a subconscious level mm. and so I was protecting myself and one of the significant things about that that moment, although it was very dramatic, was that I had, I'd been truthful to myself and I'd spoken up about particular behavior, I'd used my voice and I'd been open and I'd been flowing and as a result of what I said, I then obviously had this horrendous consequence. And th- that was keeping me stuck in many, many, many ways. And I think ultimately that was what was keeping me stuck as, an, as a performer, why I wasn't having the success that I wanted, because I was always scared. And I was always, I put on the bravery, brave armor, Yeah, but that's not real bravery. And the more you understand those significant moments that have happened to you, and that they don't have to be as massive as something I've just discussed. They could be something minor, mm. but they, you have taken it to mean a particular thing. And I think working with somebody to unravel that has been one of the greatest things I've ever done. And I continue to do that. I, I Actually, I'm about to start working with someone Again, recently, because even though I felt like I'd unlocked lots of that, I recently had some quite public criticism that floored me for a couple of days. And so I think, OK, I know what this is. I can kind of literally feel in my body where I'm affected by this and it's in my face. Hmm. So some of that, even though I've worked through a lot of it, it's still there. So what's yeah. that? What's coming up? So, again, I keep working because I know that every time I work on that, I can push through it or not even push through it, I can take the, the building blocks down
1: so it's all more open. Yeah. And then you can move forward in a more positive yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that is so brave to do that. And I always say that when something happens to individuals, the bravest thing you can do is go and get the right help. You wouldn't go to see a dentist for a broken bone if you'd fallen over and broken your arm. You wouldn't go to the dentist. So don't go and see the wrong type of specialist for anything that you're dealing with go and get the right help and use the right tools to help us move forward or move through our issues
0: and I think a lot of people don't know what the right help is and I really hope through podcasts and self-help books and whatever else that gets out there more and more people come to understand that it's not always just about talking about it there are now there's so much more understanding about the brain And so if you go and see someone for NLP or hypnosis or RTT, rapid transformational therapy, or something that is about swapping out your past experiences and seeing that actually, if you can unlock them, all the good stuff comes after. It's not always about talking about it and blame culture, Mm. which can happen in therapy in some therapy, in some counselling. But it's about realising that the impact of what happened to you and how you thought about it actually can be undone because you can undo and remake new neural pathways. And that's really powerful. And I hope that through the work that people like you and I are doing, Tiffany, that more people come to understand this thing I'm believing about myself. There is someone I can go and speak to. There is some way that this can be undone. This is not the truth of me. Yeah. And it's not a question of, it's not necessarily a question of, well, I'm either fine or I have mental health issues. There's so, ma- there's so much scope in between for making massive changes to how you think and feel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can always go online and find lots of different avenues to get the right help that you're looking for in the different ways. So how can people find out about you, Anna? You are everywhere. I see you everywhere online, (laughs) but I'm a dedicated follower. So So tell everyone where where we can connect with you.
0: Probably the best thing, because you're listening to a podcast, I know you like podcasts, is come over to listen to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, um, and and you'll find out a lot more from me there, and how you can get in touch, and, and that kind of that stuff, but I think going and listening there to, to really my advice about how you how you go from overlooked, stuck, and feeling like you're nothing, to being able to achieve anything anything and I really do believe that is open to anybody but I didn't used to see the world in that way
1: yeah and it's so amazing to know that there is that light at the end of the tunnel I completely resonate with that so much because I too have been in the same shoes that you've had of that darkness and then to find that light is oh it's better than a breath of fresh air so yeah and it's it's it's
0: interesting because you know there are experiences in my life of course I wish they'd never happened But if I'd not had the darkness, I would not be a fraction of the person I am today. Mm. And I wouldn't feel the need to speak up and I wouldn't feel the need to be seen. And I think once you once you've tapped into the power of that real mindset, doesn't even cover it change work transformation work that is accessible to everyone you sort of you sort of want everyone else to know yeah because the world would literally be a better place if everybody understood at these tools and access yeah. them
1: yeah absolutely um, and in your book get visible it is fantastic so many activities in there and I as I was reading it I was like I need to finish this before the podcast interview, but I need to do all these activities in each chapter. It's <laughs> like, I had to bookmark it, bookmark it, bookmark it, okay, <laughs> bookmark it. Well, bookmark I, I, wanted a, I wanted, it's
0: interesting that whole thing as well. When I, when I started, I'd had that book in my mind for many years and I was originally going to write it for the voiceover industry, but every time I sat down to write it, it felt like my message is too big. And I actually went along to uh, Hay House, which is um, a big – self help publishing um, publisher that 's the the word publishing yeah. company, and they have this competition every year. I know they did it in Australia they did it, yeah. the it in the u s and they did it in the u k where one person wins the competition based on their book proposal and I felt so strongly like my book is going to be a success, so surely i 'm going to win this competition and I actually got really great feedback from them, but didn 't win, but the feedback also included you need to change your audience. Nobody's going to want to listen to you as an entrepreneur when you've not got millions in the bank and when you've not got tons of followers. Um, So you either need to follow the creatives that you talk to or the entrepreneurs, but your book's never going to sell and it was a very sweet moment when I just decided, I don't care. My message has to get out there. I'm going to self-publish and I'm going to mess up the self-publishing. It almost doesn't matter to me because this book has to happen. And again, that's that imperfect action. But I could have listened to what they said and, and, and be frozen by that, by that professional opinion and never have got that work out there. And what, what Tiffany and I are saying, we've read, you know, just this week alone, we've read each other's books, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other a month ago, we've met online, we've seen each other online, but didn't really know each other's stories, just that we're people doing things in this in this kind of space. And yet we have both been moved by each other's work. Mm. And I will, you know, I will constantly send people to Tiffany's work and her story for the right people who need to hear that and vice versa. But we couldn't have done that if we've not got our stories out there. And what I loved about both of our books is that we showed some really raw, quite mm. uncomfortable, quite ugly parts of our younger selves. And actually people need to hear that. People do need to hear, I've thought really dark stuff. And yeah. I, uh, there's elements of myself I haven't liked in the past. Yeah. Uh, because if, if, if we don't show those parts of ourselves, then we're so disconnected from the people that we want to help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been such an honour and so exciting to have you on the show and so many great tips and tools and I just feel like a lot of people are going to really be able to to sit back and will be completely empowered from your amazing story. It's not every day you have the opportunity to, A, speak to a Hollywood star and... (laughs) And speak to someone who's been through such an incredible transformation in their life. So thank you so much, Anna, for coming on the When We Are Brave podcast.
0: Oh, absolute pleasure. And Tiffany's coming on my show very, very soon. And I, again, it's going to be amazing because we're going to have a conversation from a completely different angle. Yes. But there's so much. There's so much on our paths and our stories that have crossed over without us knowing and parallels. It's incredible. So yeah. I think we'll dive a lot into that on my show. So um yeah, yes. maybe once it's live, if we make if maybe a, put a link in your show notes, so if yes. can kind of jump from one one
1: podcast to the next. Absolutely. So everywhere you can connect with Anna will be in the show notes for today's um, episode. So thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I feel so inspired to get visible and to get out there into the world and to share my message, which, as you all know, is to be your authentic self. And to live your best and bravest life because when you truly believe in who you are, just like Anna said, magic comes your way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in. So if you are holding on to a dream or you have that little inkling inside of you telling you to jump out and there's something that you want to do, know that within yourself you have the power to do it. I know that you can. I believe in you, and I know that you can be brave. And that, my friends, is when the magic begins and when we lead our best and bravest life. And I know this because I too have walked down this path. And I share my story of inspiration, self discovery, survival, and hope in my book, Brave Enough Now. You can get it today on Amazon on, as an ebook or as a paperback. It's also about to come out as an audio book for those of you who love audio listening. Obviously, you're listening to a podcast. So that is coming out very, very soon. And I promise, I know I've been talking about this for a little while, but I promise I will let everyone know when it is available If you'd like to know any more about me, you can go over to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au and you'll find all the links to today's show notes, all the other podcast episodes, my book and all of the other inspirational stuff that I've got happening over there. It's a really great place to help you feel inspired to live your best and bravest life. Plus, I've got my free Facebook group, Bravehearts. So if you're looking to connect with other like-minded individuals across the globe, this is a beautiful and safe place where you can come on to the Facebook group and meet other people and feel inspired and really feel connected. And that's so important in today's world. So if that's something that you're interested in, make sure you head over to Bravehearts on Facebook. And don't forget... I'm on social media, so if ever you wanted to connect, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. I love Pinterest. It's so much fun on there. I find so many great ideas on there to do all sorts of a variety of things, but I do have lots of great quotes and things on there. So if that's something that you're interested in, head over to that as well. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode of the When We Are Brave podcast. And so, my friends, be brave. Until next time. And live your best and bravest life.